got so little time But I feel like you knew me I keep my mouth shut but Think they'll see right through me As it's all been one big loss Hell, it's all because of us If only they knew me The way that you knew me Well, it all has been left up everyone and welcome back to another episode of Dog's Best Friend. I am Beige, my dog's best friend. I hope everybody has had a great two weeks. I apologize for not having an episode out last week. Um, sometimes life does get in the way of things and um, look, as the guys who have Max, uh, our very, very first dog of the week, no, he wasn't our first dog of the week. He was our first uh, listener question dog, and I think our second dog of the week. Uh, they have a podcast called A Means to an End, and it's about uh, life's obstacles and how they get in the way. And I had life's obstacles this week, obviously with having a family and all the fun things that come with that. I had a very, very small time frame to myself where I would normally sit down and do a couple of different podcasts that I do. Unfortunately, that time was so small that I decided, hey, I'm going to go out and have some fun with my dog instead. So I do apologize, but I feel like I made the right life choice for myself and for Stixie Boy. So what we did was just went out to the park and had a good old romp with our mate Lukey Boy and a, another friend of ours, Muffin. Um, they're obviously the dogs. The owners were there with me as well. And we just had a good old walk and talk. Uh, great mother's club meeting, if you will. <laughs> All being parents that we are. And so, yeah, I... Sometimes you just have to put aside everything that you're doing and spend some time with your four-legged friend. So that time allotment where you guys would sit down and listen to me, I hope you hung out with your dogs instead. Uh, whether it be you listen to me while you're going for a walk, which a couple of people have said that's what they do. They, they plug in their headphones, they go for a walk, and they listen to dog's best friend while walking their best friend. And they get their little pointers and things like that. Guys, I have had another brilliant question pop up, uh, and it's pro it's one that a lot of people have, and um, I find it it's it's easy to deal with. It's another one of those ones that's easy to deal with, but you have to be consistent. Now, the particular person who asked me this has wished to re remain anonymous because uh, they just did. I feel like it's because they think that not wanting their dog on the furniture is a bad thing. There's no such thing as right and wrong when it comes to what you want your dog to do. And I've said it every episode, I will never tell you what you should and should not do with your dog. Okay, so these guys don't want their German Shepherd up on the couch, which is fine. It's a big dog, I understand. I have a big dog. I... Don't care that he's up on the couch. My dog can come on the couch and get off the couch and free roam the house all he wants. Uh, as long as he doesn't eat the kitty litter 
and doesn't drink out of the toilet bowl. Or take food off the bench. I don't like him taking food off the bench. Food on the floor, fair game. If you leave food on the floor, it's your own silly fault in my house, and he will take it. But if it's up on a table, he will leave it alone. Um, So, yeah, there's no right or wrong. You guys need to decide straight up whether you want your dog on the couch. There's three different options. It's yes, on the couch, whenever you want, which is sticks, Uh, And Oscar, I guess, because the cat's allowed up here whenever he wants as well. And they do sit comfortably next to each other and interlock tails and look cute as heck. Um, The other option is, yes, you're allowed on the couch, but only when you're invited, which uh, a lot of people do end up deciding. Or then there's the people who just, no, no dogs on the furniture, dogs are on the floor, or their own bed, or they've got their own whatever. That is also fine. If your dog comes to my house, I'll probably let them on the couch though. <laughs> it's just, and I'm not saying that because I've got a crappy couch. I've got a really nice nice uh, lounge suite, but yeah, I'm more than happy for my dog to be all over it uh, and I do have to clean and vacuum every freaking day. It's just one of the joys of uh, loving your dog as much as I do, I guess. Uh, I also have to clean him and vacuum him nearly every single day. So... Uh, these guys don't want their dog on the couch. I've asked them a couple of questions to work out why their dog wants to get on the couch. So let's think about it for a second. Why would your dog want to get up on the couch? Maybe because it's comfortable. Maybe because it's up off the ground. It's a little bit higher, so they're just feeling a little bit better. Smells like you. They're up there with you. You're not sitting on the floor. Why? So, so they want to be up there with you. Now, so let's just flip it for a second. So the people who want their dog to come up when invited, and I guess the people who want their dog to come up whenever, you probably don't want your dog running and jumping uh, what I call the zoomies and just doing laps of the house and gallivanting off and on, the, on and off and on and off and on the couch. Not ideal, especially if you have a leather couch. Uh, it can get quite torn up. So you want your dog to come up comfortably. So if your dog's launching at the couch to because you're on the couch, then, and this can be quite annoying, but it won't take too long if you're consistent, okay? So this is the guys who want their dog to come up onto the couch either when invited or whenever, but calmly. So let's forget about when invited for a second. So this is just calmly. So if the dog launches at the couch, you get up and you leave the room. As soon as the dog gets off the couch again, because you don't care if they're up or up on the couch or whatever, you come back into the room and you sit back down. And you get, if the dog then jumps up on the couch like a nut job again, you get up and you leave the room. Because they're getting up there, they're being a bit crazy. You leave the room, they're like, oh crap, I did something, my best friend just disappeared. This, this isn't cool. So then you sit down on the couch, the dog just steps up on the couch nicely you just go, wow, good girl, good boy, well done, you've done so good, oh, excellent, well done, few pats, and then relax, chill out, enjoy the couch cuddles. The dog launches again, you get up, you leave the room. This could take a week, this could take three days. It depends on your dog. Every dog is different, just like every human is different. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There is no such thing as, oh, you have a Labrador, so your Labrador must be great with humans. Every Labrador is great with humans. Wrong. (laughs) Just by saying that, and I think I might have said it before on the show, but I say say it to people in public. 
when they try to tell me that my Labrador should do something because he is a Labrador, I turn around and I say, okay, well, in that case, you're exactly the same as that 40-year-old white male right there. Well, no, how can you say that? But you're saying that my Labrador is exactly the same as that Labrador who has had two different parents, two different human parents in two different completely different environments and most likely two completely different training regimens. And you're going to tell me they act exactly the same? So you flip it around and I tell the people, well, you're exactly the same as that person. That person may be a uh, serial killer, but you know... They're, they're a middle-aged white male, therefore, you're the same as them. People don't like it when you do that. <laughs> so they very quickly stop generalizing about your dog. Um, and everyone will do it. And look, to be honest, I've been guilty of it in the past before I rejiggered my thinking and worked out that not every dog's a dog. So um, back to our German Shepherd on the couch. <laughs> so by getting off the couch and doing that, you'll teach your dog getting up calmly leaves you on the couch, which is what they want. They want to be next to you. So next step in that is the people who want their dog to come up on the couch, but only when invited. So I would introduce something like a blanket or a towel. So that is the visual indication for your dog that couch time is okay. Now, what would you like your dog to do to get up onto the couch? You would probably like them to ask, Sure, dogs can't really talk in human language and you've probably had issues with uh, attention barking, so you don't really want them to go, oof, let me on the couch. So I ask, what would you like them to do? Uh, A lot of people might not know the answer. What I would suggest is sit. Look at you and sit. So that's them sitting in front of you, looking at you going, can I come on the couch, mum, dad, please, now? So you get your blanket and you lay it on the couch and the dog comes up and they sit and then you introduce a cue. Up, couch, on your bed, whatever you want that cue to be for getting up onto the couch. So I call this teaching it up and off um, and it can be taught anywhere. And if you've got a young dog, I wouldn't teach it too much because growth and development, things like that, you don't want them to hurt their shoulders. But basically you can just food lure them up onto a chair or a couch or whatever. And once they get up, say, yay, up, or not yay, up, but up or couch or whatever you want your up cue to be. And you then um, tell them they're good. But don't feed them that lure. So that's just there to entice them to get up. But you don't want to reward mark them for it because the reward in itself is getting up onto the couch. And then you lure them off once their paws hit the ground, off. And you can use that for if they're bench surfing as well. So if they're up on the bench, you can go off and they put their paws on the ground. If they're searching for food or whatever, um, I will probably just, good dog, good dog, well done. Um... Lure them off the couch and then, good dog, good dog, ask them for a sit, reward mark them, tick, and feed the dog. But if they jump up on the couch without you laying down that blanket, you get up and you leave the room. And then you sit back down, you put down the blanket, you ask them to sit, they give you a sit. Then they come back up onto the couch. You go up and they get on the couch, on their blanket. So they're coming up when invited and they have that visual cue. So they know that when the blanket's out, they can come to you sit and do that so you need to teach them to sit first before doing that 
So for things that they really want to do, start asking them to sit so that you can fast track that learning. So if they really love getting that lead put on them, ask them to sit, then put the lead on them. If they love leaving the house, ask them to sit, then you leave the house. If they love uh, coming into the bedroom with you, ask them to sit, enter the bedroom. So by asking them to sit before doing something that they really want to do, it's going to make it so much easier when you sit down on the couch, lay down that blanket, sit, oh, good dog, well done, tick, there you go, have a food, and up, oh, good dog, paddles, Pad- paddles, yeah, that'll do, and cuddle, 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 well done. So you've then taught that dog that being invited onto the couch is okay. And for them to ask to get on the couch, that's a sit in front of you and a look at you. Uh, who doesn't want that? That's adorable. My dog sits in front of me and looks at me. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Get on the couch. You know you're up here. And so every now and then he would just sit in front of me and be like, can I come up, Dad? It's like, of course you can, dude. This is your place. And he'll get up on the couch and just cuddle away. So now... The dog who you don't want on the couch, what do you want them to do instead? Do you want them to lay by your feet? Do you want them to go to their own bed? Do you want them to settle nicely outside? Like I don't, I don't know if your dog's an inside-outside dog. Um, is your dog purely an outside dog, not allowed inside the house? Some people like that, which is fine. That's that's their choice. I personally, um, my dog goes everywhere with me, so. Uh, that includes bed at night. <laughs> I have woken up with a 16 kilo cat on my chest and a 46 kilo dog on my legs. It can be quite suffocating, but I freaking love my animals. So um, what you want your dog to do instead is what you will then train during that couch. Now, if you want your dog to settle on the mat, you need to introduce your mat training instead. So... Uh, teaching them to go on and off their mat. So using that food lure, lure them onto their mat. So just put the food on their nose and slowly move them on. As soon as all four paws hit their mat, tick and give them the food. When teaching it, only use your reward marker. Don't use a verbal cue until they know what they're doing. So you might be doing it, you know, like 10, 15, 20 times or three, four days of luring them onto the mat, tick, and then luring them off the mat with a come when called or something like that. Uh, Just showing them that's your mat. And then once they know what they're doing, lure them on, all four paws, hit the mat, on your mat, on your bed, in your box, whatever you want to use for that. I do apologize. I wouldn't use in your box. I use in your box for my crate and that is it because that's his safe place. So I tell him to go in his box and he gets in his box. Anything else is on your mat. And that can be like anything from a folded up newspaper to a actual mat to a bed, whatever. It's all on your mat, unless it's his crate, which is in your box. So food lure them onto the bed or blanket or wherever you would like them to lay down and settle instead of on the couch. And then once they know what they're doing, then you can start introducing that verbal cue on your mat, tick, feed, till eventually you'll be going on your mat and they go over to their mat, they get on, tick, feed. And from there, it will be on your mat. Oh, good boy. Good girl. Well done. And sit back and enjoy your TV. There is nothing wrong with tethering your dog while training this. You can sit on the couch. You can have your dog on a lead with their mat nearby. Anytime they end up with all four paws or laying down on their mat, 
just have a little thing of treats or dry food or something next to you and just reward mark them, tick, and throw the food at them. Tick, throw the food at them. They can't go anywhere. They can't cause any damage. They're fine. They're on their lead. But you're rewarding them when they choose to go back to their mat. So every time they end up back on their mat, reward mark them. So that'll give you the duration. So you're watching the TV. They're on their mat. Tick, well done. Throw the food at them. And then just randomly pay them while they stay on their mat. When they get off their mat, just ignore them. They'll go back there. If they start barking and things like that for attention because they start to then, you know, redivert, redirect um, and try different things like they will, leave the room. Then come back. Again, it can be quite annoying, but if you stay consistent, it won't be annoying for long because you'll end up with a nice, happy dog that likes to settle on their mat. So... That's basically the, the very simple stages of the three couches. The yes, when invited, and the not a chance. If your dog's inside when you're not home, like if you've got a doggy door or you live in an apartment block or something like that, where your couch is fair game while you're not home, how are you going to stop your dog from running on the couch? So get crafty. Uh, get some children's gates or something like that put them around the couch so you block that area off during the training uh upended washing baskets tip them upside down so the couch isn't comfy you can't get on that couch so get creative with what you use to block it off something is easy because when you get home you're going to flip it off and you're going to lay it down and then and i've heard a lot of people that um start off and say i don't want my dog on the furniture at all and then they start to lose the battle about um, dogs on furniture and they get a bit complacent and decide it's too much hard work, I don't want to do this. And then they end up, it's like, well, I didn't want my dog on the furniture, but now it's just easier to let them do whatever. Hi, Sticks. <laughs> Speaking of dogs doing whatever, Stixie has decided to join me right in my face. Um, so yeah, if you decide you don't want your dog on the furniture, stick with it. And do those little tips and hints and tricks and work with your dog and reward them for being elsewhere. If they're running towards the couch and about to jump up on the couch, what I want you to do is reward mark them before they get on the couch. You've reward marked them so they're running towards the couch. Tick! They still jump on the couch. Okay, use the food lure, get them off, lure them up into the sit and feed them the food from there. So next time they're running towards the couch there, tick! And then feed them again. So you're starting to stick to That's my microphone, buddy. Good boy. So you start, they start to learn that sitting down or stopping and not jumping on the couch, that's when I'm being rewarded. That's what I want to do. So guys, um, start trying that instead and we'll get that German Shepherd settled nicely on the ground instead of on your couch. Uh, and so, yeah, I hope that answers your question about that. Uh, yeah. So, all right, guys, it's time for my favorite segment of the week. That's right. We are talking about Dog of the Week. Dog of the Week this week, we have actually, for our first time, an in-studio two-legged human guest with us. We have a member of my family, my soon-to-be brother-in-law, one Stuart, who is here to talk about his, I want to say favorite, but I don't Wars. think it's favorite. It's hard to choose. <laughs> you can't really choose favorites with kids. Um, Stuart does have two dogs, but he has chosen a particular dog to talk about 
Um, but we'll let Stuart talk about that reason now as he introduces his four-legged furry Fergus. So, Stuart, say hi and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Stuart, and uh, yeah, I'm here to talk about Fergus, who is uh, coming up to three years old. Um, he was What's a rest- your favourite thing about Fergus, first of all? Oh, favourite thing about Fergus. He is a lap dog in a medium dog's body. I ask favourite thing because normally people always talk about their dogs and they'll be like, oh, I hate it that my dog does this or I yeah. hate it. So I like to hear about the good things that your dog does. No, I, I love the fact he's, he's a bit of a... Like, he looks relatively menacing at times, but he's a massive sook and he just loves a cuddle on the couch and he's just the friendliest dog, like absolute social butterfly at the park. So yeah, I love that side of him. Nice. And uh, what about uh, how did you come to find Fergus? Because Fergus wasn't a puppy when you got him. No, I mean, he was... So when I actually first got him, um, I had contacted a rescue group and had offered to foster a dog. um, And Fergus came to us, uh, to Alfie and I, as a foster. Um, Alfie is... Alfie is my other dog. Ah, there we go. (laughs) I I knew that, Pete. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, Fergus came to us as a rescue. Um, we were just meant to look after him for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> I was there when that happened. It was never going to be a few weeks. <laughs> and so, you know, when we would we'd be out and about with Fergus and um, be out at cafes and people would always ask about him and I'd always say, oh, you know, he's a foster dog. He's up for adoption. Like, here's a rescue group. Um, and my fiance, Jamie... Um, she she said she knew we were going to keep him when I stopped telling people that he was a foster dog. <laughs> <laughs> and now, do you know what breed Fergus is? Because if you look at Fergus, Fergus looks like a um, mixed breed mutt that kind of looks like a dingo. Yeah. Uh, so there's paperwork with him that suggests he is a boxer cross husky. Um, but... <laughs> There will be photos of Fergus posted on the page, so you guys can see that he looks nothing like these dogs. No, um, the only the only resemblance he does actually have is a bit of a curly tail, um, which is similar to a husky, but that's about as far as the similarities go. His da- tail does cur- kind of looks like a pig's tail. Yeah, it curls up. At yeah, the back I've only and, ever just yeah. realised that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the only similarity. So we have done a little bit of research and also spoken to a few people, and the closest we think. It would be an Anatolian Shepherd cross something. He's definitely cross, but my money's be. still on Dingo. <laughs> could well be, but like um, one of my Turkish friends at work, um, she said he looks like every street dog in Turkey. Um, so, yeah. is, there, is there such thing as a Turkish Dingo? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I, the... I'm just I'm like a dog dog with a bone with that one. <laughs> <laughs> not letting it go. Maybe the rabbit-proof fencing go that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Fergus is a is a really friendly, fun dog, and he does have uh, Alfie to kick around with. He gets yep. along with Alfie really well, um, and he's a beautiful-looking dog, and he's yeah. very healthy-looking as well. He's, you've done good work with him because um, you didn't know his background, did you? Yeah. So um, we got told a story about. Um, how he came to be a rescue and it pretty much went along the lines of um a guy got him as a puppy um but then had to become full-time carer for his dad um and so he was given up to the pound i am a bit of a skeptic when it comes to stories and the timeline very much adds up to a christmas present maybe gone wrong 
Ah, um, uh, yes. He's born. He was born early October, so would have been a, a eligible for sort of puppy release around just yeah. before Christmas, and was given up around March time. I so. do find a lot of people, and I've spoken to a couple of people about it recently, do the whole um. Like, oh, I got a puppy. It was a great idea. And a lot of people don't realize how hard oh, yeah. puppies are. And puppies are really hard. Uh, people who get a rescue dog that's a bit older, hats off. That's so much less hard work. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. And like, so I had I had Alfie from a puppy. Um, and I was actually, I, I was pretty lucky in the fact that my work let me take him in um, on a daily basis. So he didn't have to be alone too much and... So I could kind of do training during the day and make yeah. sure he was like going to the toilet outside, which obviously helped toilet training and that sort of stuff. Even so, like I don't think some people realize the effect on like things like social life. Like you know, where before you have a dog, particularly a puppy, like you can go out and just you know spend however long you want, like out with your mates or anything like that. But once you have a puppy, just wait till he has a two-legged people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you you start to realise that you you've got to be back for it, or like you know you can't just stay at a mate's place because someone's got to let the dog out or feed it or that, and you like spending time with them as oh, well. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like you know, <laughs> yeah. and if you do like to take your dog everywhere, like you guys do like to take your dog everywhere, yeah, both of them, it it does get to that point where it's like, well, where can I now go? Hmm. Because not everywhere is dog friendly, and then even if the place is dog friendly. You've got that whole like, well, like we've had a few times recently when Sticks has not been well and it's been like, oh, can we bring the dogs? It's like, uh, maybe not because yeah. of his ears and we didn't know where we were going with all of that. And yeah. it does make life a little bit harder, especially in a family like ours when there's what, like 12 dogs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christmas is going to be a fun time. Christmas, Christmas will be fun. Yep. <laughs> so that's, um, that's Fergus and this is our first two-legged person on the show besides me talking about their dog of the week, which is something that we're going to try to keep rolling, getting everyone else to talk in about their dogs. And it's it's been good having you on here, Stu, man. Thanks. It's have, fun to having, do it, yeah. Fergus is freaking awesome. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I will get Stuart to send me some cool photos of Fergus that I'll post when this drops out. And um, I'll put some up of Fergus and Stixie as well. So thanks for coming along to the show. I feel no like worries. I want to thanks shake your hand, me. but that's just weird. Cause yeah, it's, not, it's audio. It's not video. So, yeah. Um, so yeah maybe uh, just high five oh wow <laughs> sound effects <laughs> and that's dog of the week for this week guys what a fantastic week it's been with our dogs guys uh, try those tips and tricks about jumping up on the couch and inviting them up on the couch instead if you don't want if you want them only up when invited uh, send through any questions you have to the uh, Twitter account there which is at dogsbf. Uh, pod, I think. Oh, I can't remember. Check the notes of this podcast if you like. Um, check out the YouTube channel. I will um, randomly be posting more videos up there. I might even do some on the couch, up and on, tr- up and off training, and then on your mat to help you guys out a little bit for the ones who are struggling in that and didn't quite grasp the audio aspect and need the visual. Don't blame you. I need the visual myself a lot of the times. So, um, and you can email questions through as well to uh, Dog's Best Friend Podcast at gmail.com, I think it is. Again, check the footnotes of this episode and they'll be in there and along with the YouTube channel as well. Guys, go enjoy your dogs. Have a fantastic week. Get out there. Uh, while you're out with your dogs and you have any questions or random things that are happening, let me know. Hit me up. If you want your dog to be Dog of the Week, I would love 
to hear about your dog. I've uh, got a couple of um, Dogs of the Weeks lined up soon. Um, and they are some amazing dogs. And I'm looking forward to working with uh, one of them. And next week I'll be answering the questions for that dog. And that is actually an interesting one. So if you're having issues with a dog who is... Um, nervous reactive towards other dogs also um, people refer to that as dog aggressive um, dog fearful that kind of thing Uh, if you've got issues with that be sure to tune in next week because we will be talking about a few different ways to deal with a dog who is uh, dog reactive, dog aggressive, um, and, you know, all the little uh, stigmas that come with that and how to best deal with it and to help those dogs become a bit more relaxed with life. Uh, as we all know, I have had that dog in the past and I do know the stress that it can cause on an owner. So... Guys, have yourselves a wonderful week. And again, yeah, be sure to tune in next week if that is uh, a problem that is happening with you. And don't be ashamed of it if it is. Own it and um, work with it. It's the only way that it will get better. So thanks very much for listening again, guys. I have been Beige. Uh, Go out there and have a beautiful week with your dogs. Bye for now. Oh,